0: Welcome to the Five O'clock Show. It's time for common sense. Now it's Cats and Cosby with John Katzenmatidis and Rita Cosby, standing for truth, justice, and the American way, bringing common sense to the world. Now here's John Katzenmatidis and Rita Cosby. Breaking news: WABC.
1: Well, this is John Katzmanides and Rita
0: Cosby in the studio with us. We
1: have uh, Judge uh, Richard Weinberg, Congressman Peter King, and there are so many things happening today. And you know, WABC is the one that lets you know what's going on. What the heck is going on? And uh, it's really, Rita. I mean, I can't believe. The MTA is going to raise the fares another 50 cents.
2: Yep, 15. F- yep. No, f- 15 or 50. 15, 15. 15. Yeah, 15. That's still a bit. It goes up to 290. Yeah. Uh, by Labor Day. And then, and
1: then they're not collecting their fares from the people jumping to turnstiles styles. And they're lost on that. I think it was 689,000 or 7 million. Gotta million. Million. give them a million thousand. 700 million dollars. Right. And the and price tag. They, they want congestion pricing. And what does that mean? A billion dollars cost to the, 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 the legitimate people that don't beat the fit.
2: And by the way, you didn't even I mean, bring the, up the migrants. Guys, Enough is enough. John, the migrants, they estimate from uh, Adams basically saying maybe end of next year might be $4.3 oh, yeah. billion, dollars, uh, Peter King. That's a stunning right. uh, number. Peter, I mean, you haven't been here
1: in the last few days. I mean, tell what the heck is going on.
3: Well, actually, what's happening today. I've heard the city council voted uh, Jumaane Williams's bill, which basically grants full legal status to anyone landing in New York City, anything. Immigrant legal or illegal is entitled to full housing rights. They're allowed to sleep on the streets. Everything. This is absolutely. Crazy. Well, the,
1: the the additional part of the bill, and Sherry from Staten Island just texted me. It was the fact that they can sleep in the streets anywhere they want. They can sleep in the parks anywhere where they want. And, and, and the, the right to vote. And the
2: right to vote and right to file they a complaint. They put the right to vote in there, yeah. oh, and, yes. can, and, they, and they can file a
1: complaint.
4: They and, can file a complaint. And by the way, they were very cute because I have the bill in front of me, Rita and John. And they say, well, they're not creating a cause of a, a private cause of action. Well, number one, the city council can't create a private cause of action. Only state law can do that. So that's very nice of them to say so. They're but that, trying, does,
1: that doesn't stop the class action lawyers guys, from creating a whole problem. They're trying, wow. they're trying to destroy New York City. They're trying to destroy New York State. They're trying to destroy our country.
2: They're doing a good job. John. I mean, they did a great job in Venezuela. Well, I mean, and, and John, it? John, to add salt to the wound, it just came out a little bit ago that a number of New York congressional leaders uh-huh. are calling on city colleges to turn their dorms into migrant housing. Remember, they were talking about the elementary schools, then parents went crazy and said, what are you doing, put them in the gym? Well, now there are city leaders. Uh, we've got Congressman nah. uh, Dan Goldman and Jamal Bowman saying, put them in college dorms. Wait a minute, John. There are most of the guys... Uh, most of them are 85% adult males. And how many, and more, you have more women in college than you have men. Right. right. Like if I'm a parent, I'm going to go crazy. Are you kidding? You want that's a great job? That's I mean, crazy. that's crazy. And, 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 you know, uh, we had, I had a
1: full page ad in, in Sunday's New York Post. Everybody saw you know, uh, it. And, everybody saw it. And I got a lot of phone calls from very high up, high, high up Democrats. And the person and, you
3: mentioned is extremely high up.
1: Yeah. And, um, uh, it's, it makes common sense. You got 30,000 beds at Rikers Island. You know, how does that song go? I
5: beg your pardon. I never promised you a rose garden.
1: There are these people that cross the border, we didn't promise them a rose garden. We didn't promise them $600, $700 a day rooms or $300 a day rooms. I mean, hey, we have a heart. And we want to give them yeah,
3: shelter. John, you're the businessman. What does that do to tourism? The hotels are full. Well, oh, 50%, 50% of the 50% hotel rooms. 50% are full.
2: Where are the tourists going to go? Unbelievable. And by the way, to add again, a little more salt to the wound, you guys. Uh, Mayor Adams just a little bit ago and Governor Hochul came out and said that what they want to do is expedite the process for the federal government to give permits for them uh, so to so work, Judge so Weinberg. Now, Sir,
1: I heard some. That's insane. insane.
4: I
2: heard
1: from another friend of mine, uh, no names mentioned, uh, and uh, you know what he said to me? I think I discovered why they won't give him the permits to work right away.
2: And what did they say? What was He they- says it's
1: the unions. Yes. They don't want competition for their workers. So uh, what the heck? There's no mm-hmm. leadership in our country. If the unions are saying, don't give, whispering in everybody's ears in the federal government, don't give those migrants work permits because they're going to compete with our union people. All right. So, they, so what are we going to do? Just write a check and, and, and
2: yes, Write a check. Look. it's a, You're right. It's scary, listen, John. Listen.
4: The city council passed a law saying everybody's entitled to a check. Everybody's entitled to three squares a day. Everybody's right to vote. In local elections, you can sleep anywhere you want.
2: And now we're going to let you work. So as if that's not going to lure people more it, to come that, that, to New York? No, no unions <laughs> will. No, you're wrong.
4: Unions will win. They won't give them the work permits, but well, they'll get a free check. I want
1: somebody from to the make AS. up for
2: it. Here you
1: go. <laughs> I want them if the unions are not guilty, and you know we give everybody a microphone. I want them to come on, and uh, you know maybe my friend Vincent, who represents most of the unions, will come on.
2: That would be great. And by the way, they they feel it will lower their salaries. That's their reason. They don't want the jobs going to someone so who's not using. So why does President
1: Biden bring them in?
2: Right, well, uh, you tell me. And he's does not going. Does
1: anybody know? And yes. John, he's yes. not he's going packed, after I, the board. know
2: border. the answer. He's packing the country with
4: people he thinks are going to vote for the Democratic Party. And you all know what?
2: You know what's missing? And Pete, through all of this, um, I haven't heard a single person, at least on the Democratic side, saying, seal the border, Mr. President. I mean, what about that as a solution?
3: Yeah, they try to blame Republicans for, for not doing it over the years. And what they all want Republicans to do is to legalize illegal immigration. Yeah, Yeah. then you can say there's less illegal immigrants in the country. I am we got Give some more
1: breaking news. No gong Where's my gun? Breaking news,
0: oh, see, WADC.
1: There it is. Well, <laughs> tomorrow is a super special. It's being announced uh, right now, and and it's going to be announced uh, all over uh, media. Uh, Rita Cosby, the Rita Cosby, is going to be uh, interviewing Governor uh, Cuomo, former Governor Cuomo, and John No. And holds no board between four o'clock on a preempted show between four o'clock and five, five o'clock. o'clock and you better tune in this. And uh, and I understand some of the people are objecting. They're yelling sc- and screaming at you. Yeah, you see it all some, over I social media. The,
2: I don't even know their name. Some weather girl or All, all over social media, they are talking about it. And I, I feel certainly for the people who lost loved ones. and, and no, the, I do too. And by the way, John, I will ask him about nursing homes. Nothing is off now, the I table. Understand. Nothing. We have advertisers, uh, lawyers,
1: <laughs> that advertise that, Governor Cuomo has not done
3: anything wrong. Can anybody tell me the truth? Yeah, but you do have show hosts who say he's guilty of murder, so it's going to be a, a great diversion right. of opinion. It's
2: gonna, and you guys know me. I, I've never shot we away from a truth. tough question. What do we stand for? Truth, truth justice, justice, and in the, the American, American way. way. Now, I understand we have a guest on? Yes, we do. We have Andy McCarthy, of course, columnist for National Review. He served as assistant U.S. attorney for the Southern District of New York. And Andy, uh, first off, uh, did you see this news about the FISA warrants, like how they had, uh, what was it, almost close to 300,000 unjustified? This is sort of part of all the Durham stuff. Stunning information.
6: Yeah, Rita, I think, though, you know, just to put it in context, I think that's significantly down from some years where they've had, uh, you know, maybe eight times as, as much. I mean, it, it, this is a it's too bad that there's so much. um You know, the abuses that were uncovered with respect to the FISA applications and Russiagate in particular, because this is a problem. And, you know, Pete can speak to this as much as I can. But I think this is a problem that ought to be taken on its own merits, because the problem you have here is that the technology that the FBI has and that the NSA has to intercept foreign communications Vastly outstrips the technology that they've come up with so far to sift through what they have intercepted so that they only listen to what they're supposed to listen to and only see what they're supposed to see. It's a huge problem. And even people um, who are trying to do this, uh, you know, do counterintelligence uh, in a good faith way have trouble grappling with this because it's more of a technological problem, I think, than a bad faith problem.
3: Yeah, I agree, Andy. I, I don't think there was bad intention in all these things. Pfizer, to me, is really essential. But you're right. One area of technology is not kept up with the other. And uh, to me, Pfizer was very essential in stopping you know, a number of terrorist attacks. Uh, and obviously attacks. key for
2: that. But very and, key.
3: Uh, but, it, but you're right. Though, the technology got so specific on one way. But again, to counter it, is, it's not kept up. I don't think the FBI, in most instances, was guilty of any kind of malfeasance. But I think that... They should have alerted the Congress certainly more to the fact they can't keep up what they were getting in.
2: What about also yeah. a Durham report? I mean, it comes on the heels of the Durham report where there's a yeah, lot of yeah. lost uh, faith in the FBI, yeah, Andy, sadly.
3: Yeah, but Andy said these are, I think, two separate things for the most part. And uh, Durham was one thing. The other, I think, is good intentions have to be controlled a lot better. Andy, I don't maybe you disagree, but I think it's uh, – because Pfizer still is important. But we have to make yeah, sure no, it's no, under control.
6: I couldn't agree more. And I think that, you know, where we may have to end up with with FISA. Now, the Durham thing, Rita, is just about guys who abuse their authority in a, in a knowing way. And they and they kept digging in deeper with this problem of intelligence collection. I think eventually where we're going to have to go is we've already kind of changed the uh, the paradigm of, of what um, law enforcement and intelligence investigation used to be. You know, when I was a young prosecutor and all of this technology didn't exist yet, um, you wouldn't be able to acquire somebody's communications without going to the court first, right? So now what they do is they have these broad authorities that let them acquire all this stuff, and then they're allowed to search it afterwards. And I think what's going to have to happen eventually is you're going to have to get a court warrant to look at what they've collected you know at this point we've changed the system because in the sense that we're allowing them to collect it first before they really have probable cause that somebody did anything wrong Uh, probably i think at that point you should need to go to a court at least if you're dealing with an american and show probable cause that you've got a good reason to go through that database
4: and it's richard Weinberg. i'll tell you, you you had an interesting column last week which really concerned me which is this false narrative about uh, white supremacy and domestic terrorism, which is an excuse to have all this overreach. What do you say about that?
6: Yeah, well, this is really bad because I think what um, people on Capitol Hill have done on the Democratic side is they are trying to change the laws that define domestic terrorism in a way that they can sculpt a, a political narrative that the most profound threat that the United States faces is domestic white supremacy. And they've even, you know, proposed tinkering with the legal definition of domestic terrorism in a way that would insulate jihadists, which is why some of the Muslim um, brotherhood affiliated organizations are supportive of this, uh, of this legislation. And what we heard when the FBI agents, the whistleblower guys testified last week is that, You know, when I was a, when I was a prosecutor, like when we did a terrorism case, I would, we would do it in the Southern District of New York. The FBI New York office would handle it. And then they would send out leads, hundreds of them to the rest of the country. Uh, but there was only one case and the rest of it was leads. What they've done with January 6th is they have the case centered in the Washington field office and in the District of Columbia. But instead of telling instead of sending out leads, what they do is they tell them to open new investigations. And that's because they want to be able to tell the public that in forty nine different states, we have domestic terrorism slash white supremacy investigations. And in point of fact, it may be like somebody from Minnesota, who took a bus to Washington on January sixth, and you, to you know, see. tootled through the Capitol, but didn't, didn't like hit a police officer or break a window or any of that stuff. And that case is is, is designated in Minnesota as a domestic. So terrorist it creates a case. climate
4: of fear against so-called domestic terrorists, which
2: helps them in their political agenda. Andy,
6: exactly right.
2: Wow. Well, Andy McCarthy, thank you so much for being with us. We always love your perspective. It's always great to have you here, Andy. Thank you. Thanks, Andy. Um, great to talk to you. Take thank care. you. To, and everybody, when we come back, uh a Republican throws his name into the ring. The field for GOP presidential candidates has gotten a lot busier. We're going to talk about that. And also, will no labels that sort of independent group have their own candidate. We're going to talk about that and a lot more. And also the NAACP with a travel advisory to Florida. Could that have anything to do with Ron DeSantis likely announcing this week? We're going to talk about that more on Cats and Cosby.
0: A common sense recap of the day's biggest stories. It's John Katz and Medides and Rita Cosby. Katz and Cosby on 77 WABC.
2: And welcome back to Cats and Cosby. Uh, by the way, thank goodness, our good friend Andy Stein. He's alive is, and well. He's alive and well. And guess who saved his life? Woody Allen. Woody Allen. He was choking apparently at a restaurant. They were out with our good friend uh, Caravaggio. Caravaggio. Um, and they were out with our good buddy, uh, Professor Dershowitz. And apparently Andy was choking on a piece of pork and the guy who did the Heimlich maneuver was uh Woody Allen the 87 year old uh Oscar Winner leapt from the seat uh, Allen Dreschowitz or uh, or Woody Allen I'm not sure we got to check but Stein is 76 it says Woody Allen is 87 um and apparently I guess Woody Allen's wife was there too Soon-Yi Previn um and they were at the restaurant it was a big scene and then suddenly uh he was having trouble breathing Andy Stein and of all people, his dinner uh, partner there, Woody Allen, saved him. And apparently, he's doing okay. What a story!
3: Yeah, I'm, I'm glad this worked out and everything. Cause Andy Stein's a good friend, but it's almost like a Woody Allen comedy. I mean, i <laughs> Woody
2: Allen. That's right.
4: Maybe we can all get parts in that movie, Rita.
2: <laughs> yes, like Annie Hall. Well, oh, wait, i oh, wait. Now you are like movie hungry after Gotham One and Two is coming out soon, right?
1: We're working on Gotham Two. Now <laughs> the, other, the other breaking the other breaking news is we got a big. W.A.B.C. Uh, and Fox uh, uh, has a big uh, uh party for Janine Pirro tomorrow for her new book. Yes, yeah, she's got a brand and new book any- out. Anybody who's anybody will be there. Yep. Yep. And I, but I can't tell anybody
2: who, where it is. Yeah, that's right. Top secret. We'll have Top to talk. Secret. We'll talk about it the next day. Absolutely. Okay. The, well, we will about talk that? about it
1: the next day, but anybody who's anybody will be there.
2: Now, I understand we've got a new guest. Yes, we do. Um, and I know this guest actually for a long time. Uh, we are joined now by the former governor of North Carolina. He used to be the mayor of Charlotte and also a council member. And he was there when I hosted a WBTV in Charlotte. Uh, Pat McCrory, who is with No Label. Governor McCrory, this is Rita Cosby, your old friend from uh, the Queen City. It's great to talk with you.
7: Rita, it is great to hear your voice again. We miss you in Charlotte desperately. you got to come back home sometime.
2: Thank you so much. By the way, I'm still in touch with so many of the folks there at WBTV. You know how much I love Charlotte. Governor, Uh, this is former Congressman Pete King. Just to tell you, my
3: daughter moved to Charlotte. oh, Oh,
2: that's right.
3: So, Governor, good talking I, to you. But I'm, I'm mad at you guys for stealing my daughter away. So, anyway, she loves it absolutely. down there. Absolutely.
7: Once, once you, once you come to Charlotte, you never leave. That's what she <laughs> tells me. Except Rita, for some reason.
2: Oh, it, it was it, the White House was calling the White House. I was covering the White House <laughs> I for understand. Fox. Understand. Well,
7: congratulations on all your success. It's thank, fantastic.
2: Thank you, my friend. And speaking of White House, uh today, big day. uh Senator Tim Scott, who we had here on the show. He announced, not in North Carolina, but he announced in his birthplace of North Charleston, South Carolina. Um, what are your thoughts? You're with no labels. It's going to be, it looks like a crowded field. It looks like DeSantis is going to chime in and get into the race on maybe Wednesday this week, Thursday. Uh, Chris Christie may get in the race. Of course, there's already folks in it, Nikki Haley and others. Where do you see the race shaping up and the role for especially no labels?
7: Well, first of all, there's some great people running. As a Republican, I think there's some great people running. The dilemma right now is both the Republican and Democratic leading candidates, the majority of people, in fact, well over 60 percent of the people are not content right now with the two leading candidates in both the Republican and Democratic Party. And we've never seen these numbers before. Usually, It's, you know, usually 40 percent of the people go, you know, can't we do better than the two candidates that the Republicans and Democrats are nominating? But right now it's over 60 to 70 percent of people are going, are we going to have the same ticket that we had last time? And if not, if so, should we have an alternative, another ticket? And that's what no labels is doing. If the numbers after Super Tuesday show that the vast majority of both Republicans, Democrats and independents do not like the two candidates being proposed by either the Republican or Democratic Party, then low labels will have a slot on the ballot and hopefully all 50 states and have an alternative. And I'm a Republican who believes in competition. And right now, I think as a strong Republican, even there's a little bit of arrogance among both parties who just assume that the American people will concur regardless of who they nominate. And I don't agree with that. I like competition, and uh, the numbers are showing us that people may want another choice. Now, I personally think there are some good candidates in the Republican Party that would make excellent presidents. But right now, um, it looks like the two leading candidates are are, a rehash of the last election.
2: Judge
4: Weinberg? Governor, is it a practical thing to do to have a third-party candidacy, given the intricacies of the election laws nationwide?
7: it's not only a practical thing it's something our nation meet and our two parties maybe need a wake up call on because of this type of arrogance that they're showing no matter who we nominate that's the choices you're you're stuck with but the election laws are different in every state regarding how to get on the ballot and no labels has a has a process right now to get on every ballot in every state um and and by the way the Democrats, for example, uh, no no labels have got the sufficient amount of signatures in Arizona, and the Democrats are fighting them. They, you know, here the party of uh, not stopping people from voting want to stop people from having choices in Arizona, and that's not the right thing. And and, you know, both parties are yeah, a little bit hypocritical
5: on that.
1: You know, it's, traditionally it's been red or blue, and is this, mm-hmm. you know, in the, in the last few years. The Democratic Party has outsmarted the Republicans in many, many ways. I I can't count the ways. Is this is this <laughs> is this a new ways. is this a new tactic to divide?
7: No, absolutely not. The people involved in their labels, including myself, again, I'm, I continue to be a Republican. But I firmly believe that if this many people are not satisfied with the choice that might come about after super tuesday in march the people deserve another choice and no labels has a process that they will only do the third party if the numbers show the third party has a chance to win and now if they divide you know 30 percent 30 percent 30 percent the fact of the matter is it's winner take all in in each state um in what the would, general election governor
4: what would be the process for getting a nominee for president and vice president in in your scenario
7: there, we're developing that process now, but we'll start taking names in the near future of people who would express interest. There would be a vetting process of that. We'd have a nomination committee type of setup, and then we'd have a convention set for Dallas in uh, the June time period. So there would be a convention of no labels, regardless if we put someone on the ticket. And again, I hope as an active member of no labels that we don't have to have a third party. But if the if the parties continue to nominate uh, candidates that the vast majority of Americans go, really, can we do better than this? In fact, I was on Meet the Press recently, and I said, you know, if 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 you nominate two people for the Charlotte uh, uh, Rotary Club president, they'd go, can't you do better than that? But we're talking about president of the United States. And I think the people deserve. Um, the best choice possible. And I believe in that competition.
3: Governor, before you go, let me just, uh, again, thank you for the great work you did after 9-11 and the Homeland Security Advisory Board. Oh, I was chairman of the committee you. during that time. And it was really, you know, you stepped up at a very key moment. And you know, thank you for your service.
7: That was a serious time in our nation. And we still can't let our guard down. As you know, we learned that the enemy is very patient. and Waiting a decade or two or three isn't a long time for them.
2: Yes, yeah, sadly. And so we got
7: to keep our guard up.
2: Well, uh, Governor, we are so thrilled to have you here. you got to come back as this process evolves, too, because as more names are coming in, who knows where the polls go. And as you talked about, Super Tuesday isn't that far away, but it feels like a lifetime away in well, politics.
7: Thanks for having me. It's great to hear two, two great voices uh, giving some sound advice to the American people. And Rita, come back to Charlotte and also uh, Peter uh, your daughter's going to stay here. Just admit it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll,
2: go, I'll go visit her. <laughs> I, I, okay. I, I surrender. Okay. It's <laughs> great to have you here, Governor McCrory, hey, Peter, Wonderful. Call to
7: me you. when you're in town. You too, both of you. I'd love to see you guys. Great, terrific. Thank you, thanks, Governor. <laughs>
1: thanks
2: so much, Governor.
1: Well, Rita, I mean, we're going to take a break, but before we take a break, uh, let's discuss this. Look, the people at No Labels—they're very fine people. Yeah. By and large, I think it's a. Uh, it's more controlled by the Democratic Party uh, than any, any, anything else. But they're very fine people. I like them all. Yeah. And a lot of them are anti-Trump, too. So they sort yeah. of have an objective so, there, too. So I'm just scratching my head. You know, the Democratic Party has vastly out-, uh, out Schnookered. Schnookered
2: uh, the Republican Party. Is this the new schnook? Well, and I think of, John, you hit it on the head. I think of two words, Ross Perot. You know, I mean, you think about the impact of what a third, what a third listen, party added on the ballot does listen, in the Bill, race. Bill,
1: Bill Clinton was a great president and I uh, admired him and I still admire him. Uh, but,
2: uh, uh, Russ Perot just all he did was take, uh, votes away from, uh, Bush. Bush. From Bush. Absolutely. And, and, you know, it's going to be interesting because there's so many layers like Tim Scott. I was watching Tim Scott today. I will say, John, when I saw Tim Scott today, it, it gave a variety of where the GOP field is. He was very emotional. There's some beautiful moments. He brought out his mother. He brought out this other woman who very helped raise him. Person. He brought a,
3: a white woman yes. who worked with his mother to raise him. Wasn't, wasn't that was beautiful, ra- yeah. Pete? Well, yeah.
2: It was it beautiful. Was, it, listen, it was a beautiful
1: uh, ceremony. And, but I, and Nikki Haley, who we had last yep. week, yep. I think uh, she uh, was much better than I expected. Yes. But uh, you know what I said to somebody at lunch today? Let things sort themselves out. Yeah, it's still early.
3: Let me it's say, Tim Scott, I work with Tim in the House, I knew him in the Senate. He's a great, talented guy, and uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he makes a good move. What was
1: good, there? good. How are you doing? He today.
3: Tim's got enough. Nice. I know that. I know, but I'm yes? saying when yeah. she's in there, that he can move up in the polls. Let's
2: take a break. And who are we going to come back with? Uh, when we come back, we are going to talk to Horace Cooper. He is. Who's that? With, he get this. He is, of course, with Project Twenty One, and he is going to be talking about the end double ACP travel advisory against blacks and the LGBTQ, basically saying, do not go if you're a member of African American party, of oh group or gays to Florida. What a surprise. Right, it's right before DeSantis and, uh, announces. Somebody else is trying to give us the business. Yeah. And guess what? We have Bill O'Reilly coming up, a blockbuster show. Yep.
7: www.coritygoldguide.com.
0: You're commuting home with Katz and Cosby. Now, here's John Katz and Matidis and Rita Cosby on 77 WABC.
2: And we are back at Katz and Cosby. John, you and I were talking about this over the weekend. The NAACP issuing a travel warning in Florida telling people not to go there, saying that, quote, the state has become hostile to black Americans. Uh, I mean, Pete, you're shaking your head. I mean, this is so crazy.
3: Uh, yeah, it really is. And to me, again, if we're talking about, you know, black-on-black crime is as you know, a real issue here in New York, for God's sakes. And for them to be doing this against DeSantis, that's what it is. This is anti-Ron DeSantis. It's raising the race issue where it doesn't belong. There's no basis for it. There's actually, it's, it's totally, again, a political stunt, and it's people trying to – we have more, more racial hatred. It's, yeah. It's, 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 and it's a
4: shame because the NAACP yeah. well, was yeah. a very credible organization years
1: ago. Yes. Well, listen, it's more dangerous for people, for blacks to go visit
2: Chicago, San Francisco. Or, Baltimore. Or Baltimore. Detroit. Detroit. And guess what? Some of the leadership of NAACP live in Florida. So, so, it's, so it can't mean? be they so bad. Really? Right. Are they moving out? Well, let's bring in our guest, you guys. We have Horace Cooper now. He is the chairman of the Project 21 National Advisory Board, also senior fellow for the Public Policy Research uh and Mr. Cooper, what's your reaction to this? I mean, this is so unbelievable. John brought up a great point. I mean, you go to Chicago, especially under this new mayor, uh, it's trouble for anybody in Chicago.
8: You know, it's surreal. That's the word that comes to mind. America is nothing like the place that it once was with regard to black Americans and particularly in the South. And for folks including the NAACP, to try to pretend that we're going to have to create an underground railroad so that black Americans can safely escape from Florida when the chairman of the board of the NAACP has been happily living in Florida and hundreds of thousands of black Americans migrate to Florida. Those people know what Florida is like, and like many other Americans, they prefer Florida to New York City, to Detroit, or even Chicago.
2: So why do you think they're doing this? I mean, is this just gaslighting, to Pete's point? I mean, DeSantis is probably going to be uh, announcing. Many people think it might be as early as Wednesday. I mean, what a surprise. Surprise, surprise this comes out.
8: Well, you know, uh, it probably is gaslighting, but this is what my grandmother told me about the boy who cried wolf. When actual instances of misbehavior occur, and by the way, the data show that those actual instances are rarer and rarer and rarer, we will be skeptical no matter what. Look, if your house is broken into Because you haven't lied about it. We share our sympathy and we try to reach out and help. But if we find out that people are regularly claiming their homes are broken into, well then, guess what? Oh, move along. Thank you very much. Sorry about whatever inconvenience you're making up today. The race hoax is greater in America. Let me repeat that. The number of hoaxes on the basis of race are greater in America than actual hate crimes against black Americans.
2: You know what I found really um, refreshing today, uh, Horace Cooper was Tim Scott in his speech and Pete and I were just talking about how moving it was. um, He also said, quote, America is not a racist country Uh, that basically repeating Martin Luther King, you know, judge me by the contact of my character, not the color of my skin. And he also said, We have to move from victim to victorious. America is the greatest country in the world. He talked about his journey from grandfather who was picking cotton to him now being in Congress and and running, of course, now for president as of a few hours ago. I mean, that's a great message. Compare it to what you just heard, to what we're talking about that the NAACP is putting out.
9: I
8: I have a little secret that I want people to hear. I'm not going to whisper it because I want everyone to hear it clearly. Getting up early in the morning isn't always fun showing up at work and doing a good job isn't always simple but guess what the people that show up on time and the people that work hard while they're there exceed the people that don't and America is the place where if that's what model you're going to undertake regardless of your skin color you're going to succeed What the so-called, what I call them the race grifters are doing is saying, you know, when that alarm goes off, it doesn't matter if that alarm goes off or not. Don't get up. It won't make a difference. No one's going to notice. That's a lie about America, and it undermines the willingness of people to adopt obvious strategies of success that lead to independence and wealth creation.
4: Mr. Cooper, it's Judge Richard Warnberg, It seems to me, as an outsider looking in, that you have a lot of these race grifters, as you've described them, who are making a very good living in this cottage industry, causing racial, racial hatred. What do you say about that?
8: Well, that's exactly right. You know, um, the folks that sell the books about how, uh, what it means to be, live oppressed as a black, many of them, like the Black Lives Matters, Founders and board of directors live in gated communities. Now, many Americans are thrilled that one day in their life they get to own one house. These grifters are having more than one house. They're having more than one mansion. You know what? I've got nothing against going on a ski trip to Aspen, but the grifters are going consistently because they are... uh, feeding a narrative that is a lie about America, and they profit handsomely. Meanwhile, people in Chicago, people in Detroit, find life miserable because the crime is out of control. The regulations make it hard for people to grow, expand, and create jobs. This contrast, what happened in Florida is an outrage, and this contrast between the greatness of America and the people that are profiting by lying about it. But I think
1: start. they're lying about it and I think they're being racist by by because by, the intelligent uh, people that are black Americans know better and they are going towards, I, I would say, the less educated black Americans that don't know better.
8: Well, what they're saying is it's more insidious than that. What they are saying is that even... People who are middle class or even upper middle class, if they find that they weren't, uh, given the promotion that they were hoping for, instead of, as what my grandmother told me to do, you gotta apply more. You gotta push yourself more. You gotta really lean into it so you can get that promotion. Cause
1: that's what is doing. Uh, absolutely else correct. In my book, I say if you're working 100 hours a week and you're failing, you better work 120 hours.
8: So what they say, even to people who might consider themselves successes, that any setbacks, any difficulties that you have, have nothing to do with applying yourself and adopting success strategies, but are instead a form Agreed.
1: of yep. bigotry.
2: Horace I just want to Cooper, make
1: this quick point. We got Doctor Peter Mihalos waiting on us, and he's going to tell us how we're all going to live longer. So I suggest you listen to the rest of the show. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
8: and,
1: and thank you for coming thank on, you. and God right, bless you. For having me on. Thank you. Now we got Dr. Peter Michaloset. There's some new medicines out. There's some new revelations. And we're all going to live to be 100, maybe. You got to help us, Peter. Besides breathing that ocean air. (laughs) Uh,
5: Dr. Peter,
1: uh, what's the new revelations that came out of Great Britain? Was it Great Britain today?
5: Oh, Germany. Germany. ah. Germany. Well cologne germany and the most prestigious journal in the world is nature and that's where they usually do breaking news in science like the discovery of dna but this is a major discovery and basically we've all been wondering what causes aging and how we can slow it down and what scientists did out of cologne germany and one of the lead researchers was Arigis Papandonis. and uh wait basically- that sounds like a
2: greek that sounds like a greek peter
5: well, I used to tell all my classmates in medical school because I didn't have a dictionary. And I said, why don't you have a dictionary? I said, because it's all Greek to me, kids. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but what, what, what happens is that we know that they discovered that why we age is that when we make our proteins and we make the building blocks of our body, it's called gene copying, and we make these things called RNA copies of the building blocks of our body from our DNA. And what happens is that copy machine speeds up And it makes more mistakes because it goes faster as we age. And what they found, which is the breakthrough, is an explanation on why healthy and low calorie diets are helpful and why less sugar. They found when you have more insulin being stimulated, which is what happens when you eat more sugar, that causes a problem which accelerates aging. So when you're not pumping out insulin all the time because you're eating sugar, They actually now can measure this, and they showed that it actually slows down the copying machine, slows down the number of mistakes. And the less copy errors you have, the less cancer, the less diseases, the less inflammation. So what is this medicine that
1: slows it up now?
5: Well, no, there is no medicine. Basically, they figured out the pathway. So now that we know the pathway, we know that you can create medicines that will slow this down and that's why medicines, for example, like metformin are turning out to be anti-aging because they slow down the insulin reaction and they slow down and keep your blood sugar lower so you don't make as much insulin because insulin turns out to be a signal protein that tells the copying machine to go faster. It makes more mistakes. You get more disease and you get more cancer. So it turns out that sugar happens to be very evil and when they put radioactively tagged sugar and they gave it to pancreatic cancer patients guess where that sugar molecule first went it ran right to the pancreatic cancer so it's turning out it just explains now so we know how important it is about intermittent fasting and the mediterranean diet and uh, low calorie diets and it turns out that now we understand what the mechanism is before we said okay eat healthy but now we know why it has to do with the copying machine and actually, making errors in the copies of our genes. That's why suddenly we start growing hairs out of our ears, and we start getting all these skin tags. These are all copying errors. So that's a major breakthrough. And now this will allow people to start studying different medicines and interventions that will. So help we, we cut slow down. What are,
1: what are me and you going to do, Peter? We're going to cut down our calories, cut down no, our sugar intake,
5: intermittent fasting. We're going to only eat between noon and eight. And we're going to basically get rid of sugar in our lives because the sweet stuff happens to be pure. You know, When we say sugar pure,
1: in our lives, are we, I mean, I know you mean five. apple pie and uh, and ice cream. Does it also mean fruits that have uh, a, a different kind of sugar?
5: Well, certain. I, I, I put one of these monitors on myself to see what happens to blood sugar. For example, if I eat grapes, my blood sugar would fly off the wall. But if I ate a cantaloupe, it would not. Go up as high. Yes, and if you, so if you ate uh, kiwi, raspberries and
1: r- r- raspberries yeah, and blue- strawberries. When, eat
5: blue- when I ate blueberries, my sugar might go up 10 points. If I ate grapes, for example, it would go up 50 points. So and I, I, and, and, and if and I more. puffed
1: on a cigar, my, my blood pressure goes up 20 points. And what about drinking yeah. wine, Doctor? you a deep crap. Well, <laughs> well, the European study with <laughs>
5: 700,000 700, women showed the limit is four and a half glasses of wine a week. When women exceeded that, their rate of cancer increased threefold, which is pretty wild. And also, we now know that alcohol more than four and a half glasses a week destroys your microbiome, which is the lining inside our intestine, because our intestine is basically a border wall. It has to let the good nutrients in and block the bad things out. So that thin lining gets disrupted by the alcohol, and also the alcohol probably kills some of the good bacteria. Well, the other
1: thing I don't do anymore, guys, so I'm just telling you guys, is uh, I don't use that mouthwash that has alcohol in it.
2: Ah, okay. Yeah, because that also does, right? That does, that has... Whatever uh, brand ah, that is. Yes.
5: Really? Yep. And, that, and extra virgin olive oil is the secret sauce, the oleic acid in it. That's why in Sardinia, in Icaria, Greece, and in Lombo. I'm trying Linda, to put it on my
1: olive head, olive. that olive oil, see if I grow any new hair. <laughs> well, the,
5: the, 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 I was wondering people. why it
2: looks so shiny lately. <laughs>
5: some, some, some people brush their teeth in the morning with olive oil and use it as a mouthwash. So it's a, it's a very interesting thing, and a lot of people use it on their skin as well. But the secret sauce of the Mediterranean diet turns out to be the oleic acid, and the extra virgin olive oil and avocados, which are definitely good foods for longevity.
1: Wow. Dr. Peter Michalos, thank, thank you. you, and we'll catch up with you later on in the week. Thank you so much, and uh, <laughs> I look forward to seeing you Memorial Day weekend.
5: Okay, and great to be with the A-team at the Cats Roundtable. Thank, thank
1: you. you. Uh, let's take a break, and when we come back, the Bill O'Reilly.
0: It's a common-sense recap of the big stories. It's Cats and Cosby on 77 WABC.
2: And we're back, John, and everybody is talking about Al Sharpton's explosive eulogy. Uh this is of course for Jordan Neely, uh the guy who was on the subway and was choked by the Marine. And joining us now to talk about all of this and so much more is the mega best-selling author, Bill O'Reilly. Of course, he's got the great show here on <clears throat> WABC every night. Common sense with Bill O'Reilly, the top top show, 9 to 10 p.m. And of course his new book, Killing the Witches. He's got almost 20 million books sold. Uh Bill? This was amazing. What did you make of Al Sharpton's comments that were very incendiary?
9: You know, I was uh, sad to see uh, Sharpton go back to being a prov- provocateur. Um, what good was that? You know, um, he just gets it there. He, he wasn't there. He discounts any kind of uh, reporting that goes against his thesis that this unfortunate guy was killed because he was black. Um, he wasn't killed. Everyone knows that. And Sharpton gets away with it, um, enriches himself in the process. I just had said, you know, this guy been doing this, what, four decades now? I remember as a reporter covering him um, when— uh, Toronto Burley? Was, no, it was the uh, Crown Heights stuff. And I was out there uh, working for ABC News, covering him, and I had the same thought as I had now. He's not trying to solve any problems or heal any rifts or bring anybody together or promote understanding. He's simply trying to make people angry. Uh, on a race basis, and I I just think it's very sad this continues.
2: You know, one of the things he said, um, I couldn't believe this, Bill. I mean, Al Sharpton basically said Jordan Daly wasn't bothering anybody. Um, and then he said this line, who thought it was all right for this man to choke a brother to death and go home and see his family? As if the Marine was like looking to go choke a homeless guy. And there's nothing to support that. Well, we had another, we had another
1: black woman on last week, uh, Elizabeth Gomes. Uh, yes. Goals. Yes. And, 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 and she said she got beat up in a subway station and she says, I wish the Marine was there to help me. So who, who, whom do you trust? Al Sharpton or or Elizabeth Combs. See,
9: but there is a constituency for Sharpton. So at the funeral, you heard people affirming what he was saying because that's what they want to believe. But I I saw the video of the funeral.
1: It was not that big. I don't know. Maybe they had a couple hundred people
9: tops. No, but he wasn't repudiated by the black community. He wasn't. And yeah, yes, they were chanting afterwards, too. So they, they,
1: they, they do that in the church. Wow.
9: There were individuals who understand the bigger picture here. And we'll let the court process play out. Fair people do that. And I, my opinion is that this young man, the 24-year-old Long Island guy, he's not going to be convicted. I don't even think it's going to come into trial. I, I'd be surprised if a grand jury indicts him and Bragg has to take it to a grand jury to get an indictment. I'd be surprised if they do. Yeah. Unless the people on a subway car, um, you know, are saying, look, the guy wasn't a threat, and I doubt that's going to happen.
2: Yeah, and in fact, uh, most of the, I, the ones I've seen, Bill, and I've been covering quite a bit of this, everyone's been saying they were terrified. There was even a woman who spoke, I'm sure you saw this because you're, you're so good at investigation with all the stuff you do, Bill, that it was a woman who was on the train, I think it was a 66-year-old woman, didn't know the Marine, and said that she overheard Jordan Neely basically saying, I'm going to kill you, Mother Blanks. Um, I mean, that's threatening. My goodness.
9: Well, everything will come out in the transcripts, but... Sharpton knows that this guy has a troubled past. He knows there's a warrant out at him for punching an elderly woman in the face, damaging her physically. He knows all that. And so, a reasonable person, knowing that there is a history of 40 arrests, some of them violent, a reasonable person does not set up a straw man and a racial confrontation over. What happened? But I'm telling you that this demagoguery that, you know, is is money-based. I mean, the last thing Sharpton uh, was doing before this was McDonald's is a racist uh, this. You know, I mean, uh, come on. It's just enough's enough, right? Everybody yep. should just say enough of this.
4: Bill, it's Richard Weinberg. I commend everybody to read the Grand jury Report on the Tawana-Brawler case, which is total fraud, fabrication, and almost led to a race war in New York State. And, and, shows and, and what, it was all yes, and, and it was all nonsense, and it was all Sharpton and Maddox
3: and Mason and who Sharpton, pushed it. Shopton Sharpton still hasn't paid the judgment.
4: Right. Absolute yeah,
3: sham, and fraud, is, and dangerous.
9: And that's history. and It's on the record.
1: Well, that's why I said uh, Shopton's must be racist, because uh, he, he is going towards the un- uneducated blacks. And he's riling well, people
2: up, I,
9: I, you know, unfortunately. The, the situation between the races is getting worse. Yep. Al Sharpton is one of the reasons why.
1: Well, thank you, Bill O'Reilly. I'm going to be listening to you at 9 o'clock to 10 o'clock tonight on WABCradio.com. Bill O'Reilly.com. What are you going to talk about?
9: Well, we're going to leave with uh, a very disturbing story, but I'm going to let everybody guess what it is. So they're tune in at 9 o'clock. Ah, that's a tease.
2: That's that is a, tease. That's be
1: a disturbing story that Rita is
2: going to have uh, Andrew Cuomo tomorrow. That's right. I will have him, everybody, four to five live, no holds barred, nothing off limits. You definitely have to tune in live with the former governor, four to five p.m. And don't forget, don't don't listen to the weather girl.
1: Uh, thank you, guys. Uh, what do we stand for truth? Truth, justice, justice in the American, American way. way. God bless America.